Hey friends, welcome back to With a Splash of Jesus. I'm your host, Jordan. We are back for another great conversation. This week we have Addie Ott. Addison Ott is an author, multidisciplinary creative, and entrepreneur. Addison designs tools and solutions through creativity to help serve others. Her hope is to create a new perspective through intentional design and radical service. She is the founder of Gentle and Lowly Co., a curated clothing brand designed to encourage people to carry the gentle love of Jesus wherever you go. Addie is also the host of Gentle and Lowly Co. podcast, where she creates space for weekly impromptu conversations about the way she is listening and serving as a young adult while following Jesus with occasional special guests. She is the author of Fellowship Over Followers. Addie loves Jesus, Chick-fil-A, traveling, an ice cold Coke, and vintage cameras. Addie currently resides in Bremen, Indiana with her dog, Kodak. Guys, Addie has been a friend of mine for a couple years, and I'm just really excited for you guys to hear all the knowledge that she brings and get to hear about her book. So here's this week's conversation with Addie Ott. All right, friends, like I said, we have Addie Ott here. Addie is about to release a book, guys, and I am so excited. Pre-orders open August 8th which by the time you guys are listening to this, they will have opened and the release date is officially October 10th. Right, Addie? Yeah. Are you so excited? I'm so stoked. I can't believe it. All right. Well, let's get started getting to know Addie. What are you currently reading in the Bible? I love this question that you started the podcast off with. Currently, I'm going to the Gospels. And right now we're in Matthew. And so I've started going through the Gospels since the beginning of this year. And it's kind of on rotation where we go through every gospel in one month. So it's a lot. That's a lot. It is. Um, But I really started with this podcast, funny enough, but hosted by Annie F. Downs. And it's just called Let's Read the Gospels. And so right now, currently in my life, I have a long drive and commute to work. And so I have less time in the morning, but I have like an hour long drive where I can just sit and be with the Lord. And so this podcast has really helped me just learn, you know, Jesus' words in a different way. And so right now we're in Matthew and it's in the message translation. Oh, so how is God speaking to you in that? Right now, you know, we're only a couple days in into August, but really I've been really encouraged by that translation just because sometimes, you know, the truth, we just need to hear it in a clear way. And the message is just like a conversational way. And so sometimes it's a hard truth where I'm like, oh yeah, like that's hard to hear, but encouraging and challenging. Then other ways I'm like, oh That is so practical and applicable to my life, where I'm deeply encouraged just by like knowing the words of Jesus in a deeper way. And also, I had the incredible opportunity to go to Israel in April, which is insane. And so now when I'm like listening to the stories of the Bible, like to Jesus' words, then I can visually picture where we are. (laughs) And it's incredible. And so now it's just like pairing those two together. I'm learning in a new way that. I didn't necessarily think, not that it was, wasn't possible, but it's totally a different way, especially like growing up with these stories. It's really just changed my perspective and just given me a refreshment of Jesus' words and how I can carry them in everyday life. I love that you mentioned that you're in the message translation and that they're using that translation because so often people are turned off by the message yeah. because it's like, oh, it's too hip. It's been changed a lot. And I understand, I, like I hear you when you say that. But it's so important to have like a fresh perspective. Like you said, like have those harsh words or a conversational words because King James can get boring sometimes, you know? 
or it can be a little, you know, just hefty to unpack. It's like, wait, what does that really mean? Thus thy thou. Yeah, it's such a practical application where I'm like, oh my goodness, like these are just cutting or piercing through my heart. And you can have like this high and low view of God. And like, I think, you know, it's good to have that high view where we honor God and he's, you know, sovereign and the authority, but then have the low view of God where he's our friend. And he's like, hey, this is what it is. Like, you want to come follow me? This is what it means. Like, I'm not here to seek the righteous. I'm here to bring mercy, not religion. Right. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? And it's just so applicable to just living, you know, and following Jesus, which is encouraging. I love that. What's currently on your nightstand? So I'm kind of bad, but I love books. <laughs> and so I have a lot of books. You know, I'm a graphic designer. So I love creativity and learning different things. And so maybe sometimes I just buy books because I like them in the design. But right now I have five books in my living room. And so it's a lot, <laughs> but I'm going through them. So the first one is Start With Why, and it's How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action by Simon Sinek. So it's more like kind of philosophical and kind of just more introspective. But that one is like, why do you do what you do kind of and starting with that, you know, to give that purpose. And so I really love that one. Only a couple chapters into it. Then the second one is Two Weeks Notice by Amy Porterfield. So it's more about entrepreneurship and really kind of pursuing this different avenue that's maybe really untraditional. But I'm just really curious of like, how do people do that? And especially because I have a side business in October, ironically enough, it'll be a year since I launched it, yeah. <laughs> which is exciting. We'll get into that later. But I'm just really interested in like how people made that practically and re- really like resonating with her stories that she's sharing of like, oh, I feel that way too. And this is how it has provided maybe more freedom for her and her work-life balance. So that's been really encouraging so far. The number three is How to Grow Your Small Business by Donald Miller. I love his books. He's so good. So good. Oh my gosh. And ironically enough too, I took like his book writing workshop thing. And so he's been a really big influential person for me as a teacher and mentor. And so just trying to learn how to steward what God's given me with that. And then number four is Right Where You Belong, How to Identify and Fully Occupy Your God-Given Space by Heather McFadden. My mom gave me this one. I'm barely into it, but I know it's it's so good. So I'm really excited for that one. And then the last one, it's just for fun. It's People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. It's just a good fiction book to get lost in a good story. I try really hard to read nonfiction during the day. So like on my lunch break, you know, in the mornings, after work, whatever, waiting for soccer practice to end, those kinds oh, yeah. of things. But then at night, before I go to bed, I always end the night with a fiction book. Like, oh, so like I just want to get lost in someone else's story. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. It's like TV, but it's more stimulating because you're like, you get to use your creativity and your imagination. And it's yeah. just so fun. But it's also like less stimulating because yes. you get to like not see pictures and visuals mm-hmm. and bright colors. Mm-hmm. And I love it Very so true. much. Except sometimes I stay up way too late. Same. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So Addie, what's the name of your book? The name of my book is Fellowship Over Followers, Discovering Authentic Community in a Hurried World of Comparison. What led you to write a book? That's a big commitment. Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. Just growing up, really, like I maybe had the idea like, oh, that would be interesting or very cool to write a book because books are everywhere. And you're like, it's this published thing. These words are preserved. And for some reason, growing up, I always just liked them. 
But I never thought like, oh, that's only for like official people, you know, <laughs> like well-established people. And it was in 2020, though, where the Lord just like began to fill my heart and my mind with this idea. And I was like, really, Lord, like, is that from you? Like, is this something maybe to pursue? And it's so incredible, though, because I was visiting my mom. My family is based in Indy, in the Indy area. And we were just staying up late, you know, and just doing work. And I got done finishing a project. And then I just like started to write. It really was, I believe like the Holy Spirit was with me and just like at the kitchen table and just the table of contents just started flowing and then just like stories and stories and stories. And I was like, whoa, where did this come from? And I love that the Lord paused me in that moment. And for me just to look up like and look across the table at my mom of like, this is real. Like there's something that God is starting and I have no idea like if I'll write this at all, or if it'll just be for myself. And so you fast forward, that was 2020. And I was like, I know it's not the time because I just started a new job and all of these things and just moved back to Indiana after graduating uh, college. But then it was in 2021. It wasn't until like another year and a half later in October. And really through just prophetic prayer, the Lord was like, Addie, it's time to do what I've called you to do. Like this is the time now. And so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but the fall of 2021, I was in this part-time job position and I had the opportunity to go full-time, like the job I dreamed of, like out of college, like the best job offer I probably would have gotten. And the Lord, like I went to different conferences. Our church had this thing called Chasing God. And so I just was really like intentional. Like, I think God wants to do something like I know he does. And then we actually went to Restore, one of the like revival nights. And it was like the first one at the end of Chasing God. And the Lord was like, are you willing to surrender it all and lay it all down for me and to do what I've called you to do? Like step out in faith. And I don't, I like didn't know what it was going to look like. And so I got that job, but I rejected it. And then I quit that part-time position to go and write a book and do freelance for 10 months. And then I wrote the book. Wow. So in that 10 month process and leading up to that, like, what have you learned? Yeah, I I love this question, especially as artists and creatives. I mean, any type of work that we do, like you know, regardless if you're creative or not, everyone is creative, but you just put so much of yourself in it and also like with the Lord uh, guiding that process. And so the first thing is like I found that I actually enjoyed the process, which like it's a lot of work and it's really hard and everyone tells you that, but it's like what does it actually mean? But for me, I was like I actually want to do it again, and so that just like re-solidified more of my identity in Jesus of like, wow, Lord, you've uniquely wired this in me for me to like have joy in partnering with you to do this well. And I would not have considered myself a writer at all. <laughs> and so like, that was really humbling and encouraging of like, this is a new way I was stepping out in creativity to serve the Lord, to honor him and to really like put my faith like in action to be obedient to him. So that was one thing. And then two was really like an increased awareness, like honestly, of my flesh when I was trying to write. And I was like, okay, like I have to get this done because it takes work. We have to do our part. But there are times when I was like, I'm just forcing it. And I was like, this isn't what I want to write. Like, Lord, I know this isn't what you have in your heart. And then literally, I remember I was going to go meet a friend <laughs> for lunch in Napanee. And as soon as I got on the car, the Lord just like flooded my head with ideas. And so I'm like writing them down as I'm driving. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
And so seeing that difference when I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit and it's allowing the Lord like to use me to be a vessel, that has been the biggest lesson to not force something out of my own strength and to let him lead. I think that's so important for people to remember. Like I know when I started this podcast, like I had to remember, like, I don't care how many listens. I don't care. Like, yeah, sure. Those things are fun, you know? Like yes. they're fine, but it, it's not about that. Like it yeah. is if one person listens to this one episode and it changes their life, like, God, that was you. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So I really love that. That was one of your biggest lessons. So fellowship and community are like often used like interchangeably, but they're quite different in like what they mean when you get down to like the root of it. So can you explain to us what the difference is between the two from your perspective? I think this is a great question. And I reference community a lot within the book, maybe more of like the first part of it. And then we really unpack what fellowship is, because we need to know where we are to then get to where we're going to go. And so community really is more of this like contextual and generic maybe commitment. You can have community around a sports team, around maybe your favorite place to eat, your workplace. And it can just basically be based around this like more generic idea of like, oh, we all belong or we all are, you know, have the same goal and the same mission, which is great. Like we need that and that is good. And I think that's what the world would say, like we need more of. But I believe that Jesus modeled in scripture fellowship. He calls us to that. Like what is fellowship? It is going to be more intentional and a challenging commitment where we're not going to like let a brother or sister like slide. And we're going to set our friendships and relationships differently than the world where we're going to be able to be modeled by Jesus. And from that relationship with him, like our lives and that commitment in our friendships will look differently. So it's from that place with Jesus, that fellowship that will overflow and pour into the lives of others. And so we're actually like walking with one another, like stride by stride with those people around us. And we're actually like helping one another, like walk into the process of sanctification. We're not just going to leave our friend hanging. Well, and when I think of the difference between the two, like I think of like community as like maybe a hundred people that you're around and then fellowship as like, you know, Jesus had his 12. And so like you have this close knit of people that like you can go to, you can ask for prayer from, those are your people. And even there's like the scientific thing where it's called Dunbar's law. And we have like these different levels of layers. And so there's those core people, maybe you're like you're five and then it goes into like 10 and then there's 50 and 100. Like we can only have so much capacity to know people like so well. And so it's like thinking about like those five to 10 people who they know you so well and they love you because you're seen, heard and valued exactly for who God created you to be and who you're going to continue to come. In one of the chapters of your book that you wrote, you talk about your former teacher and how she encouraged you in something you didn't realize at the time that like you were really good at. So tell us about this experience and how we can do this for those around us. I won't give too much of it away, but yeah. basically, if you know me, you know I'm a professional photographer. And so that had to start somewhere. That started for me in freshman year of high school. And I took that elective because I didn't want to take drawing class. <laughs> so my friends were in it. And I just took the class, you know, shooting photos and things. And then my teacher, thank you for Lydia Trailer. I'm so thankful for her. And she just kept like encouraging me on my rubrics and pulled me aside. And she's like, Addie, like, I think you should consider like doing photography too. Like you're really good at this. And now as a professional photographer, 
I look back at those and I think, how does she see like good fruit in that? But I can see like some beginning good things of composition and things. And so really, I have a big heart just personally, like God has put it on my heart just to invest in the next generation and any any individual. And we can do this so just gently and just specifically of like asking people in conversation of like, hey, what are you interested in? Like, what do you love to do? And then you ask them and maybe they're, you know, I just think of students, they're really passionate about robotics. And you're like, how can that relate, you know, to anything? And it's like, it can. And so like you think, okay, I'm really passionate about this, or maybe I have a really good skill, you know, maybe being a teacher. And you just ask like, hey, have you considered like partnering with God in that? Like, how can you bring God into the picture? And you just begin to get those wheels turning or you encourage someone of like, man, you did such a good job, you know, in that game, like keep it up or, you know, and they're, then they're captain. And it's just those small nudges of encouragement, especially because if we're older, there are so many people who just took time to sit down with me. And without them, I know my relationship with Jesus wouldn't be the same. It's just those gentle nudges of encouragement. And what I hear you saying is you need to be intentional with watching others, because if you're not watching them, you're not going to know like what they're interested in. And, you know, you're intentional about asking the questions, just very much having that intentionality. It's all based on even like a real relationship. You know, it doesn't be like, oh, you can't just do that to some random person. You have to know them genuinely. And that's how we continue to even just love others and fulfill the second commandment that Jesus gives. Yeah. For someone who may be really struggling to see like what their purpose is here on earth or like what their talents are, what encouragement do you have for them? I'm so glad you asked this. I mean, I think maybe every individual has questioned, you know, their existence and it can be really hard. It can be a dark place, especially in our world today with so many things happening. And I would point back to Genesis 1.27. You were made in the image of God. God made mankind in his image, male and female. He created them. And I love this, though, if we go even back like further to some of the root words, like Imago Dei is Christ in me. And I even talk about that in the book, too. And then if you even look towards into Colossians, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so the encouragement there is you are made by a creator. You are strategically and just intricately and uniquely designed and you have a purpose. One, I would say your purpose is to know God, to love him and to be with him, but he has given you unique gifts, talents, and passions that only you can do with his help. And so you reflect that image of God and you have a purpose and a reason for being here. On that same note, like who throughout scripture can we look to for like seeing how God calls us all to something specific, even when we don't see it? Oh my goodness. I I love this question too. It's so good. Just because like you think about so many examples in the Bible and I think of, okay, we have the apostles, we have Jonah, we have David, Moses, Daniel, Joshua. Like there's so many examples, like Rahab, like so many people where maybe they have a big part or they have a small part, but every single part is important. But really, when I was thinking about this question, I was like, okay, we have to go back to the beginning with Abraham because that situation seemed entirely impossible. They were, him and his wife, Sarah, were totally over age. (laughs) They were, you know, well advanced in their years. And God promised them a nation, not just one son, an entire nation. 
And for me, I think it's so cool to like for all of us to be encouraged of how God's faithfulness and through his radical love and just that promise, that covenant that like brought Israel, but also just brought the messianic line and brought Jesus. Like it all points to the gospel. And so I'm like, we can't, we have to, we can start there and see God's entire picture of using one man and using so many other people to bring the gospel and to bring the Holy Spirit to us today. A lot of times in scripture, and even now, you see people comparing themselves to like each other. And it's just, it's a spiral. Like it's such a negative thing. So can we unpack like the problem with comparison and why this goes against what scripture calls us to? Absolutely. And that's where I start in the book. It's like that first section really breaking up like the book in two halves. So the first part is really more on the front end. We have to really unpack some of these social lies that we've been really attacked with. And we have to really be like, okay, what's going on here? Why do we feel this way? Why do I always want to compare myself of like, man, I wish I would be in this season and I'm in this season here and it doesn't make sense. And so really, it's just the reminder and I won't you know, unpack it entirely here because I wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> but realistically, God has created every individual uniquely and we're not the same. Like, I mean, Jordan, you and I, like we're not even the same yeah. and we're still both introverts, but we're very different. And praise God that we're different too, because it shows his creativity and his unique design. But really like it just is, okay, focus on what God has called you to do. And we all have like different purposes and we desire for our lives to matter. I think maybe that's why we're like, oh, there's, you know, someone over here is doing this really cool thing or like they're doing that. Like, why can't I do that? And it's like, the Lord's like, hey, like I didn't call you to go do that. And that's okay. And it's not like we're behind, we have to catch up, or we have to do certain things by the time, you know, we're 18 or 25 or 30. It is just following Jesus and being faithful and realistically, like to combat that lie of comparison, it really has to be where we're established in our identity. And that goes back to us, like sitting with Jesus, knowing him deeply, knowing his words and his truth. And actually just being a relationship with him. But we look at Jesus and his relationship with God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and just how interconnected they are. That is a beautiful example of true fellowship. And so learning from that posture that Jesus took, and then he invites us into that with ourselves. Like he invites us into that relationship. And so it's from that place where we can be totally secure in our identity that you know, the enemy can't attack us with those lies from the world. In like aligning ourselves in that posture, what are some practical ways that we can like beat comparison? Because so often people are like, okay, okay, I understand. I'm not supposed to compare myself. But like, what does that look like? That's really like the second half of the book. It's like, okay, we know what comparison is. We know our identity and we know what maybe God's calls to do, at least for this season, right? We don't know all of it, but some really practical ways is it begins with vulnerability and our intentional choice. And so the first one is like defeating barriers. So realistically, you know, we're human beings. We're going just to like analyze data, you know, different things and interpret the word of like, oh, you're older than me, you're younger than me, or you're more advanced in your career, you're further ahead. And like, those are good things to like be able to process and stuff, but don't let it like separate you from like being able to like go deeper than that. So really defeating those barriers 
of being the first person. If you see someone, you're like, oh, maybe I could get to be their friend. Like ask them to go get coffee. It's so simple of that. And then if you really, it takes vulnerability and to be bold, but it's like, okay, tell me your testimony. Like, how did you know Jesus and come to know him? And then the second one would be embracing honesty. And so this is more for like those like five to 10 close people that you have. But it's like, hey, like, you know, in small group, it's actually like going through that time of confession and not shying away from that and practicing those spiritual disciplines. They're not fun, you know, but it's it's like the mark of a mature believer in Christ. And it's having those people that you can honestly connect with and share what is really going on. And they're just going to continue to help grow you in sanctification with Jesus and continue to you know, remind you of the gospel and the truth and the freedom that's there. And so then three is cultivating trust. And there's even more after this, but, you know, we will mess up. And so it's even with forgiveness. And that's one of the things relentless forgiveness, but cultivating trust. It's like, okay, I can trust this person and I'm going to maybe be the first person to, you know, trust. I love that you say that too, because like, I think another thing that we can do is just like be honest with people. Like, Hey, Addie, if I'm being completely honest, I'm really struggling because I'm comparing myself to you because I feel like you do X, Y, Z. And then like, I guarantee you friends that that person's going to be like, Oh my gosh, no. No. Or like, you know, so often people will be like scrolling TikTok and they'll be like, those people who like they have their lives together and I don't. And like, no guys, the enemy does that on purpose because like he wants us to feel like we are less than. And when we beat comparison, we find freedom. And the world will tell us like we need more followers. So that was strategic. Why name the book Fellowship Over Followers? We don't need more people following us to have influence, to make our lives matter, to do what God's called us to do. You don't need to be, you know, a certain age to be able to do that. Like God can use you wherever you're at and you can walk in that freedom. So how have you found freedom in fellowship? So this is more of my story, really. And when I was growing up in high school, I really didn't feel like I had a place where I belonged. And I really allowed some of the lies to really hold me back of went to the same private Christian school for 13 years of my life. And I was just known as the quiet one, which isn't a bad thing. I think there's better words we can use now, just reserved or introverted. But I just allowed that to consume my identity. And that's not who God's called me to be at all. And it took me a long time to realize that. And so when I went to college, I went 13 hours away and I had no idea. Like I knew no one, but I knew God was calling me to community. And I was like, what does that mean? And I realized it's actually true fellowship with the body, like with the church. And growing up in church, you know, it's easy to be there and then just to not really get plugged in or to not know people. But I was so intentional with going to college and finding a God, you know, centered community in a church. And it was at that church at Bull Street and then the porch, our college ministry there that I felt like I actually saw tangibly like what it meant to be fully known, seen and loved exactly for who I was for just Addie. Like not Preston's brother. I love you, Preston. You know, not not Preston's sister. That's my brother. I love him. Or, you know, not my parents' daughter or not, you know, the quiet girl. Like I just was Addie, like a daughter of God. And I was joyful. Like I was able to be who I was created to be and walk in my identity. 
And I had never experienced anything like that. And so just that church and that body of believers specifically for me was really just like the groundbreaking of like, oh my goodness, like this is the love that God has for me and he's inviting me into. And I had so much freedom just to be who God called me to be in that. I love that. And I have too struggled with like, you know, my dad is pretty well known around this area. And so people hear my last name a lot of times or well, my maiden name. And it was, oh, you're, you're Rocky's daughter. And I was like, yeah, but I have a name and I'm a person. It's, it's so hard. I don't know about my our listeners, but I know I'm excited to get my hands on an, a full copy of the book. So remind us when it comes out and where we can find it. Fellowship Over Fallers will be available for pre-order beginning August 8th, which it might already be by the time you're listening to this. And then our official release is on October 10th, and you can find it on Amazon, which is awesome. And if you're in the Midwest area, I'm planning a couple local pop-ups, hopefully with some local coffee shops and things. So then you can come visit me and say hi. Awesome. So on this same topic of, you know, struggling with comparison or finding your purpose, um, discovering community, do you have any other books, resources, podcasts that can be helpful related to this? Absolutely. I would not be here today without other even like ministry leaders, other resources. And so I have four books because I love books. (laughs) So The first one is Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Her podcast is also just an incredible resource of encouragement. Then Who Are You Following by Sadie Robertson Huff. Super great book. Living Forward by Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy. This is really creating a life plan. And so it really is more introspective. And but it's really introspective, but it really helps you put down on paper what you want your life to be. And I've gone through that process and exercise and it's really humbling. Then the last one is Dream Big by Bob Goff. So good. We're big Bob Goff fans over here. (laughs) I think we've had now three out of, he has four books, three out of four of his books mentioned on this podcast. I love that. Yeah. So good. So is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to say before we close out? I think it's just a reminder. I, I've I've said this, but I, if you've like tuned out, you know, for the podcast and you're just driving, and you're like, "Where's Chick Fil A?" Like me, I would just say, like, "Hey, pay attention and be encouraged. Don't delay what God's called you to do. It might be a radical step of obedience. It might be something really small to help prepare you for that next season. But don't compare, you know, to where your friend is at, and like if your life looks different, and just continue to be faithful and walk in obedience to what God's called you to do." I love that you brought this up. So for my Restore fam, we just had a message this last Sunday where our youth pastor was preaching and he talked about having a flashlight while he was on his run. And he had the flashlight like shining out so it could shine out like way out in front of him. And he really felt this prompting to pull it down at his feet. And the Lord just gave him this visual of how you are to focus on like step one, two, three right here in front of you instead of steps five, six, seven, you know, you are to focus on the here and the now and the small, the mundane to step into obedience. So I love that. Addie, at the end of every episode, we do some rapid fire questions just for fun. So let's kick those off. What is your go-to coffee order? I I love this question too, because I love coffee. I didn't used to love it, but depending on what's offered, my favorite one is an iced horchata latte that's only available at a couple of places. There's this place in college, Henny Penny in Savannah, Georgia. Oh my gosh, they make the best iced horchata latte. And then two, an iced blonde vanilla latte. That's Starbucks specifically. Yeah. So good. My favorite. And then if, okay, you know, none of that's fancy. 
Just an iced caramel macchiato. So good. Those are those were used to be my go-to. What is the last thing you watched on TV? My mom and I found a new show. It's called Suits. It's kind of really popular. And I I don't love everything in it, you know, because it's there's things, you know, don't love everything. But the thing that I do love about it so far is there's just a lot of strategy behind the show because they're lawyers. And it's really interesting because that's a topic I don't really know anything about. And so I'm kind of fascinated with this like whole lawyer world. And it's really cool that like I'm just using my brain to actually think about what I'm, you know, like what's going on in the cases and things. And I just don't do that in what I do for a living. So it's kind of fun. Awesome. This is kind of funny. If you wrote a book about your life, what would the title be? (laughs) So this might be a thing. Maybe... The only the Lord knows. I don't know. Uh, but I thought about this question and it would just be chosen. God's plan is bigger than my own. I love that. Um, so if our guests want to follow you, where can they find you? Absolutely. So Instagram is the best place to follow me either at addy.ot, so add dot O-T-T, or at gentleandlowly.co for more encouragement. So Gentle and Lowly is my side business where we just create curated clothing collections to help you carry the gentle love of Jesus wherever you're at. And I also have a podcast with that. Awesome. Well, Addie, thank you so much for joining us on here. We have loved having you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Our podcasts are edited by Nick Berkey. If you have a story you want to share, please reach out through the forum on Instagram. I pray that you can take action this week and make a splash.